Howdy, disciples, and welcome to the Creator's Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Madsen. You know what? This episode kicks off season three of the show. Good grief. You know, it's just hard to believe all that the Lord has done in the last two years through the show, connections with all of you. It has been so wonderful. And man, let me tell you, I'm looking forward to what the Lord has for us from this point on. And man, we are starting this new season off with a bang. This is the first of a two-part interview with Western painter Alfredo Rodriguez and his wife, Cheryl. You know, the lives of a disciple of Christ are filled with the unexpected. Sometimes those unexpected things are thrilling and go beyond anything we can imagine. And sometimes they're devastating to the point of despair. Now, all of this is true in the lives of Alfredo and Cheryl, but boy, through it all, and you'll hear it as the conversation goes along through these two episodes, there is a joy, there is a richness, there is a depth in their lives that comes from the strength that only Christ can give. There is an optimism, and oh, good grief, there's so much humor. It's so much fun that we can see as we hear their life story. Now, in this first episode, we're going to hear the wonderful story of how Alfredo and Cheryl came to the Lord, how they met their marriage. Oh, man, there's just so much there. This couple is so filled with the love of the Lord, love for each other, and together they move as one in the calling that the Lord has given them. Oh, wow. Okay, let's sit down and talk with Alfredo and Cheryl. Alfredo and Cheryl Rodriguez, welcome to the Creator's Calling podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. We're here, ready to go. That's good. Well, I, I tell you, I am so excited to have you guys on. Uh, it's just such a pleasure. You know, uh, we had such a great time when we were at the Briscoe Museum and just getting to fellowship uh, this year in particular. Yeah. And, you know, you guys have, have just been such an encouragement to so many people over a lot of years, uh, really being testimonies and being witnesses of Christ within the art world. Uh, because you're both just so so bold about that. So what an encouragement you are. I can't wait to see what the Lord's going to do. Wow. Yes. Amen. Thank well, thank you. you very much, Kurt. That's It's wonderful to know that. That certainly is our goal. Well, it's the Lord's really used you. It's really fantastic. Well, let's start here. Let, because we always like to start with the first two things. A little bit of your guys' personal background, like where you raised your interests, things of that, like that. And then how did each of you come to know the Lord. Cheryl, let's start with you. A little bit about your background and that, and then Alfredo will go to you. Okay. okay. Well, I was born in California. I'm a native Californian up in Oakland, my Bay Area, but I moved to Corona when I was seven. Um, my father was a teacher. My mom was partly stay-at-home mom, but being German, she um, wanted to learn English and then did not get a college degree in Germany. So she um, started going to school. So she was at home and at school and ultimately worked some also later on. Um, I just had a very, very average um, American family life, except that my family was always in the church. 
Mm. My mother was Catholic, born Catholic in Germany, came over here uh, with my father. They met in Germany and uh, he was not Catholic. He was raised Protestant. But when they came here, they started going to both churches, early mass, the Protestant 11 o'clock service. But when my mother became pregnant with me, she went to the priest to find out about baptizing me and all of that. And he told her that because she was not um, married in the Catholic church, my father would not do that. He said, I can't lie to the priest that I'm going to raise my children Catholic. Mm. So that I can't, they were married in a Protestant church in Germany. And my mother was told by the priest then, because she wasn't married in the Catholic church, that I was a bastard. Oh, Yeah. So my mother was absolutely horrified. She went home in tears, but her new neighbor there in Castro Valley, which is where they were living, took her in. She was a new believer and took her into her home and said, well, let's see what God says about adultery and bastards, etc." And so they looked at the Bible and I don't see anything. Neither of you have been married before. You are married. (laughs) So it doesn't seem right to me. Well, from then on, my mom dumped the Catholic church. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was Protestant all the way. And she, they, my neighbor was, go, the neighbor up there was going to a Baptist church. So hmm. Southern Baptist. And therefore I was raised down here. It wasn't a Southern Baptist, but it was an American Baptist church. And my mom also made a rededication of her life at a Billy Graham crusade up oh. in Vatican years ago. So I was always, my mother had a very strong faith in God. My father had sort of fallen away somewhat in his youth and young adults. He was older when he was married. My father was 52. Mm. My mother was 28 when they were married. So my dad was older, but very solid um, conservative man. And he, um, took right to the church, uh, going to church regularly. His parents had been the family in town up in Fresno area where he was raised um, that brought in the missionaries. The missionaries would always stay with my grandparents when they came to visit. So mm. he was raised in a strong Christian home. And young men, I think, often do that. They, they're single and they don't have families and they tend to you know, make their life and their job much more important. But mm-hmm. all my growing up, I was raised in the church from the nursery on and first Baptist church here in Corona. I was baptized at 11 and oh. had a recommitment at 14. That's when I really learned about the Holy Spirit mm. and the role of the Holy Spirit in my life. And it has been a steady, um, life of spiritual growth and commitment. I've never had a falling away from the Lord in my life. So I, it's just the way I live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know any difference. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I do know you have to have a commitment to the Lord. You have to have a personal decision. And yeah. I have definitely at 11, there was a, um, a visiting, um, like a, a, uh, oh, what did they call them? Uh, evangelistic meeting. They used to have these sometimes. And this guy, this man, an evangelist came to the church and he was preaching 
one evening and I just felt a very strong pull by the Holy Spirit to make a turn from my terrible sins at age 11. <laughs> and I just knew that's what I had to do. <laughs> and so that's when I walked forward, always altar calls. I walked forward and accepted the Lord and it's just been a steady walk from then on. Wow. That, you know, uh, that is, that's a wonderful testimony, Cheryl. Um, it, I'll tell you what impacts me about that is that it goes back to even at the age of 11, how the Holy Spirit could say, yeah, you know, you got some issues here. You got this sin thing going on and you need yeah. Christ. And you were able to receive that and, and understand what that meant. And you've just never turned back since. No, and I'm not even sure exactly what sins I was thinking of. <laughs> I just had a sense that I was not a good person. Yeah. I'm not a good person. There's not goodness in me. And so I had to repent of that. <laughs> oh, man. That is just, that is so great. I love that because that's, you know, Eddie, especially today. It's just it's pounded into the kids, and it, of course, goes all through culture about how you're so good and you're so deserving and all of this. It's a, completely antithetical to what Scripture says. And just yeah. as you pointed out, uh, this idea that, um, that you know, uh, we have these, these sin issues, they don't even want to talk about that. And no. so it's it's and it's even within the church. There's there's just not a lot of talk. It seems for a lot of them, a lot of people, a lot of churches right. about sin right. and about the need for repentance. So wow, yes. what a what a great story, Cheryl. <laughs> well, no big turn around, no big turn, but it was a, a turn away from just the sinful flesh, just being yeah. a sinner, because yeah. we all are. That's yep. right. Boy, that's right. Okay, Alfredo, let's hear about how you came to know the Lord. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised in Mexico and um, into a family of uh, uh, nine children. I'm the second oldest. Oh, wow. And we were very poor. And I was raised Catholic. And um, uh, my mom used to encourage us to go to, ch to church, to Mass, every Sunday. Um, most of the time we went there, but I... I'll be honest with you, I never understood uh, uh, how the mass service uh, uh, was affected because I just, uh, it was in, uh, in Latin. I mean, it was difficult for me to understand in Spanish. I mean, you put Latin in there and I was bored to tears and I couldn't understand anything. Mm. And also uh, in the Catholic Church, unfortunately, didn't encouraged us to study the Bible. There was no Bible studies there. Um, there was no community, actually. Uh, I would go to Mass, and nobody knew any anybody. Um, there was not fellowship or anything um, like that. And um, um, But I had this desire to, more, to, to, to learn more about the Lord. Mm -hmm. And... and um, so I asked all kinds of questions to, uh, I remember uh, uh, I was talking to a priest in one occasion, I was just a little kid and I told him, and I asked him, you know, uh, if there's any Bible studies that I can attend to. And uh, he said, well, you have to, you have to go to catechism mm -hmm. and um, oh. which is ruled by, you know, by the Vatican, uh, uh, not, it's based in the scriptures, but with the uh, Catholic touch. 
yes. uh, from that from the Catholic point of view. So, and um, and asking after asking a lot of questions, the priest said, you know, well, you know, you are not. Uh, I wouldn't encourage you to study the Bible on your own because only us priests are capable of understanding the scriptures. So oh. that was that was very discouraging to me. He said, well. So why why is that you know and uh, yeah, um, I kind of uh, I was discouraged and I, I I just lost interest in the Catholic Church uh, at that time. But I would just go to to mass because my mom told me so. Um, so then um, when I came to the states, I I didn't become a Christian until I came to the United States. Uh, that was in uh, 1975, and um, I was in living in Los Angeles, uh, and I was involved in the uh, Spanish-speaking theater. Um, and um, but uh, I I know I knew from the very beginning that I, that I wasn't in my environment. Uh, the Lord was uh, speaking to me and telling me that uh, that wasn't uh, the area where. The, the direction that I should take. Mm. I had a friend um, that was one of the actresses that I met over there that told me, uh, uh, said, you know, that um, that I wasn't, because she knew that I was painting. And at that time, I was, I was just beginning to paint here in the States, even though I painted, you know, ever since I was a kid in Mexico. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you the story later. Um, <laughs> but, um, and, uh, she said, you know, I just love your work and I think you are wasting your time, uh, here in Los Angeles trying to be an actor. I said, well, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to be an actor. I'm just doing it for fun. You know? Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, uh, yeah, but you're wasting very valuable years, uh, of, uh, of your life because there's no money in, into theater, especially if it's in Spanish. I mean, this is United States. I mean, the official language is English, not Spanish. Um, there's no future here. Um, and as an actor, well, you're okay, but uh, uh, I think there are uh, a lot of limitations for you to to get good parts because you're too short. And mm. uh, <laughs> which is true. Not your problem, Kurt. <laughs> <Not> no. your problem. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's not your problem. You, I don't think you understand that problem. So anyway, so you're too short, and uh, I don't think there's any future in theater for you. However, as an artist, as a painter, I think you are extraordinary. And I think that's where your future is, and you should focus on that. <laughs> so uh, then I realized that, that uh, yes, she was right. I was wasting my time. So I started driving in the freeway and I, for the first time in a long time, I started praying. And mm. I said, uh, my way, because I was, I didn't know how to pray. I thought praying was just praying Hail Marys and uh, our fathers and creeds and, uh, and the rosary and things of that nature. I was under the impression that um, if I have good deeds um, and uh, I may get to purgatory and uh, and eventually after I I um, eventually I make make it to to heaven if I have enough good deeds and, stuff. and uh, so that didn't 
<laughs> convince me at all. Um, I thought that it was in the wrong, the wrong uh, religion because uh, Catholicism is a religion. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and uh, somebody told me along the way that um, uh, you're going to get saved just by faith in Jesus Christ and uh, having a close relationship with Jesus and it's the, the only way to salvation. Um, and, uh, and I didn't understand that very well mm -hmm. until I finally, after driving in the freeway, I came to this place called Corona. And um, I was, uh, it was a, in the afternoon. I didn't even know about this town. I didn't have any plans. Uh, I just le left everything up to the Lord to tell me what to do and where to go. And wow. um, so uh, at that time, um, I came to Corona and I realized uh, that this, this was a very boring town to, to live in. But, it's a, but then I realized this is exactly what I need. I need a boring town where I can focus on my work and not get distractions from Sodom and Gomorrah. Ah. Uh, which was, that's what, what Los Angeles was for me. And um, so I just wanted to, the Lord was speaking to me. God was wow. telling me, hey, you know, this is not the direction that I want you to take. So I want you to, to, uh, to do it my way and just trust me. I will, I will, I have, a, I have plans for you. So I left it up to the Lord and uh, that's how I came to Corona. At that time, I had plenty of um, money saved to buy a house. So I started looking for a house. I bought a house. And to make the long story short, I was um, blessed to be in a neighborhood where uh, only Anglos were living. And, um, and that's one of another of my goals, just to get away from the Spanish-speaking community so I can be forced to speak uh, English only. Oh. So, yeah, I got involved in soccer and all this stuff. And uh, my neighbor was a coaching a, a, a soccer AYSO league. And um, so I helped in coaching and I was very shy, but it was a good school for me to learn English. And in addition to that, I was going to, to school to, to study English. And um, one day, uh, one of my neighbors asked me uh, to, uh, to invite me to go to church. She was going to the first Baptist church in Corona and uh, she said, Alfredo, I, um, I just want to, I want you to come to church because next Sunday I'm, I'm in the choir and I'm going to sing a solo and I want you to listen to me. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. So that day I went over there and um, I loved the sermon uh, for the first time, even though my English was still very, very limited, I was able to to, to understand absolutely everything that the, that the pastor preached that day. Wow. And I wow. thought, this must be the Holy Spirit because I my English is not that good and I understood everything. Wow. And um, so I noticed that the uh, congregation was very friendly, very warm, and they just, uh, I was received with open arms and, and they had Bible studies there and... Uh, People encouraging me to attend to these Bible studies and to to grow uh, in my faith. Mm. And and um, as I told you before, God already had plans for me. And 
he had um, a beautiful woman waiting for me, who that was Cheryl. Mm. She, God wanted me to find a, a, a wife in that church, and I did. Um, I found this very charming, um, happy, lucky, happy, uh, go lucky, happy, go lucky, <laughs> uh, bubbly, bubbly girl, uh, strong, strong Christian person that um, we started dating. I was very, very shy because my English was really bad. And, and I, I, you know, I coming from Mexico, being very poor and, and not being very uh, uh, fluent with the English language, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was kind of a very timid and I didn't even. It want... wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a perfectionist. So <laughs> anyway, we started dating. Oh we started dating. Um, uh, oh, by then I, I bought another house, uh, which is my studio, uh, my, my, my house right now where we live. And, um, and that I, I invite her. I just bought that house at, at, at the time that I that I met her, and and uh, we started talking, and and she said, "No, I told her in my in our first date, I said, Cheryl, if I don't marry you, I'm gonna marry someone like you." Oh, and men jump the gun; they're just right away. Ah, <laughs> you're the one. And then she said, <laughs> "She said, hey, take it easy, you Latin lover." Uh, <laughs> Slow down, slow down. Uh, we need to get to know each other first. And and besides, uh, I was I wasn't baptized yet. Uh, oh. I was going to Bible studies and I was attending the the, the church. And but um, I talked to my pastor uh, uh, about baptism, and he said, and I said, well, I'm already baptized uh, in the Catholic Church. And yeah, 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 yeah. He said, you know what? Um, that was the decision that your parents made. When you were a baby, mm -hmm. you know, you, now you have to make a decision yourself and uh, tell in front of everybody, uh, proclaim your faith and uh, your acceptance to the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior. And um, and that's what I did. And wow. um, and in part, Cheryl encouraged me tremendously to do that because she said, well, if you don't get baptized, I'm not marrying you. Okay. <laughs> so, so I did that. Um, I, I was I was under the uh, under the gun also from my pastor because at that time they were rebuilt uh, remodeling the church and uh, there was a um, I just wanted to be useful uh, use some of the uh, talent that God gave me mm -hmm. and um, so how can I be uh, can I be useful um, to to the church well. Uh, you want to be useful? How about if you start shining my shoes and I start. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was a joker. He was a and joker. He was a joker. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I'm talking about you and then for the building. So okay. I'm glad you asked because I need um a painting or something that uh would be at the in the lo lobby mm -hmm. or uh how do you call it? Foyer. The foyer, yeah, the foyer of the church. And uh, so I did a painting based uh on Matthew eleven twenty-eight. But it says, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. And um, so for that painting, I I um, I used uh, a lot of uh, members of the church, um, Cheryl among them, 
Uh, she's in the painting. And uh, from Jesus to many people in the uh, congregation, in the, in the painting, were people from our congregation, friends. Oh, wow. Yes. And uh, so that they still have that, ch that uh, painting over there. And, uh, it still hangs in First Baptist Church. In First Baptist my Church, my home church, where we met. Exactly, that was painted in 1982, the same year that uh, Cheryl and I got married. And oh, um, because, because the pastor told me, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, if you don't finish that painting before your wedding, there's no wedding. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all these threats. All these threats. <laughs> no pressure. So, well, no I just, I just no. love, I just love the humor of of uh, people. They're they're very very friendly. Everybody from the pastor to the last person in the, from the, to the janitor of the congregation. I mean, everybody was so so nice. So I was, I felt that just it was home. It was home. Wow. Finally, wow. so I got a, I got baptized. I became I became a Christian in my commitment to the Lord, and. Um, and that's how I met the Lord. At the wow. same time that I met my wife, uh, then uh, I i don't know if I heard of the story, but uh, we had three beautiful girls. Uh -huh. um, God bless us with that. And I'll tell you later after I tell you my beginnings as an artist. And they were all baptized at that church as well. Our yes. Children, oh. Our oldest um, has gone to be with the Lord, but the other two are very strong Christians, they both walk with the Lord. Yes. And that's the goal of their life, definitely. So yeah. we're so blessed. Oh boy. What well, you guys, that is those are just that's so fantastic stories. I love hearing all this. The Lord's just <laughs> worked so wonderfully in you. And you know, yes. I love all the humor involved in it too. Um it's yes. just great. You guys are just that is just such a great <laughs> testimony. I love well, that. Well, the thing is that, well, um, uh, I would like to also include how tell you how I met my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the guys in the congregation uh, was an artist, and oh. when I was living in my my in my first house that I bought in Corona, I I was painting in the garage, and I had my the door open for ventilation purposes, mm -hmm. and uh, so I had all the neighbors coming and and watching me paint and stuff. Well, a guy from the um, congregation came. Uh, his name was Jim. Still is. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Alfredo, I want you to help me to paint a portrait of my girlfriend. And um, so I was helping him, giving him some tips and stuff. And he was taking this picture from a photograph in which uh, his girlfriend was with another girl, her sister. And that sister was Sherry. That oh, was no Sherry. kidding. Yes, and I said, "Okay, who is this girl that is uh, next? Uh, I mean, next to Janine? That's her sister. That's Cheryl." And then he got so excited. Alfredo, by the way, I want you to meet this girl. This is uh, this is uh, she. She she uh, would be a great couple for you because she speaks four languages. She loves art. She's a good singer. Uh, uh, a dancer, an actress, uh, everything that you like uh, concerning art, she is. And um, she's a, she has a beautiful personality. You, you're going to get to meet her. Uh, well, anyway, so what I thought that was the end of it. Said, okay, okay, sure, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
So when I, but one day, um, when I was at church, one of my first um, visits to the church, uh, Jim, uh, the artist, told me, uh, okay, you know what? You see that girl over there? That's Cheryl. That's, oh my gosh, she's more beautiful in person, I said. Okay, well, let's come. Let me take you to her and, and introduce you. No, 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 please don't. No. So I have to go to the bathroom. And, um, and I, I was just making all kinds of excuses, you know, and I turned around and I said, no, no, I was, I was too shy. You know, I, I just didn't have the guts to go and talk to her. Yeah. Uh, and to me, I mean, I saw her. She was very uh, charming. Well, you met her. You met her. And um, she's... <laughs> She's very charming and, and beautiful and kind, all, all the beautiful adjectives. So anyway, I, I thought, no, 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 no. I don't, I, I don't think I can do that. So I kept talking with him, you know, turn around. And next time, the next uh, minute, I, I felt this finger in my shoulder from the back. And I turned around. It was Cheryl. Oh. They said, you must be Alfredo Rodriguez. Hey, you, yes, I am. Well, I'm Cheryl, and um, you know what? You and I get to uh, need to get together sometime. You know, I said, oh, oh, uh, 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 "What?" <laughs> 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 and she said, "Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Oh, oh, all right. Okay, okay." <laughs> I thought, well, maybe we can meet together in a Bible study or something, you know. And but I, I honestly thought that was the end of it. So, uh, just a few days later, I got a call from Cheryl, and she was inviting me to go with her to visit some people that haven't been uh, attending the church um, recently. And um, uh, it was so called an every member canvas. Do you remember those, Kurt? Mm -hmm. Yep. When the church people used to go around to what who were supposed to be members and find out if they were still interested in the church and if they would be tithing. Uh, so that, yeah, that's that right. was perfect. Yes, that was, that was a, a long time ago. So when people did. anyway, um, and then Cheryl said, let me call them first just to make sure that they are home. And um, and I'll call you in about 20 minutes. So, okay, sure. Well, those in those 20 minutes, I took a shower, put my best deodorant. And, <laughs> and I <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'm going to wait for her. Um, exactly 20 minutes uh, later, she called and said, Alfredo, I'm sorry. Uh, I think we're going to have to postpone this because nobody's home. Nobody's home. I called everybody. Nobody's home. Let's do it some other time. I said, well, I said, uh, you know what? I, I am ready to go. Um, have you eaten? And she said, uh, no. Let's have dinner together. Okay. Oh, Okay. Okay, I think that's a good time. That, that's a good uh, idea. So I went over there. Uh, I look fancy. I look like a, one of those uh, uh, Latin movie stars. Uh, movie stars. Oh, man. <laughs> and, oh, man. I had my black velvet suit. And oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about this is 1980, 1980, 1979, 80, something like that. All right. I so, remember those days. Oh, yes, I have all these bells. How do you call it? Bell bottom, pants. bell bottom pants, you know, yeah. black velvet, everything. And I said, wow. <laughs> and um, so 
I, dressed to impress. That's yes, sure. dressed that's to impress. Right. That's so, right. So we went to a restaurant. We had a wonderful time. She told me about how much she enjoyed traveling and arts and and um, how she she loves to speak French and and um, I was I was fascinated by her knowledge about everything. We could talk about any topic, but the most thing that I was the, the, the impressed the most was the fact that she was a strong Christian. Mm. And uh, okay, I felt like uh, if I that's what I told her. You know, if I don't marry I marry you, I'm gonna marry someone like you. So because I really thought that that's what I needed and the Lord was telling me, you need to marry a Christian so she can help you grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so to make a long story short, which I already has been extremely long, um, I, uh, I, uh, we got married in 1982 and, um, and right here in our house, Excuse me, in the First Baptist Church, and we had a reception here in our house. Um, we came in a, a, a horse-drawn carriage, uh, like oh. uh, people like they do it in Europe back in the 1800s. And uh, uh, we had a wonderful time. And another thing that i really happy about, I, I was really happy, is the fact that we had the same friends. All of those oh. friends were from church. So we had so many things. Uh, in common and um so the only thing that i didn't like about her and she wasn't crazy about sports and i love baseball and soccer and all these things but that was a um, very minimum then we went to to europe in our honeymoon um we visited six countries and wow. uh, of course we were just having a blast because uh, uh we we love good food and in France, there's nothing but good food. Um, and uh, museums, my goodness, we visited the, the Rich Museum in Amsterdam, the Louvre in, uh, in, in Paris, uh, etc. The National Gallery in London. Wow. Uh, uh, we had a, Florence. in Florence, ah, with uh, yeah. the Uffizi, Uffizi Gallery. I mean, it was just magnificent. Uh, so then, uh, we came back from our honeymoon and we faced the reality that that um, my that I didn't have a steady income. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the life Cheryl was waking up to the life living with a starving artist. And um, we had good times and, and bad times. And and I think this uh, will start another question, right? <laughs> That's About, oh. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. But anyway, well, uh, I think she will tell you about the struggles that uh, she felt when. For me, for me, it wasn't that much of a struggle because I was used to it. I was born and raised poor in, right. in Mexico. So I never had a steady income, never had a salary. Uh, ever since I was a little kid, I was I was painting and I was, what, six years old. But uh, I took some lessons when I was about 10. Um, six hours of lessons in which uh, my teacher Santiago Rosas taught me the fundamentals and and the basics of art and uh, my uh, 10 pesos an hour which was less than a dollar an hour yeah. and it's still my, my parents couldn't afford to do that so I was so we had to terminate 
finished our, our classes and I was devastated. And my teacher said, you know what? I, uh, this could be a blessing in disguise because, you know, uh, you're going to, uh, if you continue uh, uh, taking classes from me, you're going to end up painting like me. And I'm not a very successful artist. I don't sell my work very well. I'm a teacher more than, than a, a painter for galleries. Mm-hmm. And they're not galleries in the peak anyway. So, um, so I just suggest that you study the old masters, go to every single art gallery, art museum that you can find, uh, and continue practicing your skills. And that way you will end up painting like Alfredo Rodriguez and not like me, Santiago mm-hmm. Rosas. Mm-hmm. So, wow. and, uh, so you can develop your own style. And that's what I did. He said, you need to make at least 2,000 mistakes before you make a good painting. And uh, I said, well, I already made more than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I still haven't done a good painting. But in reality, God was was already blessing me even when I was a kid in Mexico. Uh, because uh, I would get, we were so poor and everybody were, were um, wondering, you know, uh, if I was able to to paint big things like a portraits of entire families, mm. but uh, commissioned me to do portraits of my relatives and friends and and uh, and also even their pets, and uh, I painted everything: landscapes, seascapes, uh, uh, buildings, um, even illustrations that for for stores and everything. I painted wow. on wood. I painted on walls. I painted on and wo- doors of uh, uh, stores. I I painted on cars. I I all kinds of stuff, and that gave me a good training. And mm-hmm. um, uh, until you know, I'm still developing my skill because you know, as an artist, you know that uh, uh, there's no ending. That's there's right. no ending. You know, the more you practice your skills, the more you learn new things, and um, it is a is a continuing, it's a never-ending learning process. None of it was formal, Kurt. He never had any truly formal education in an art school or anything like that. It's you know, been- it's just remarkable. And you know, like Alfredo was saying, the, your the fact that the Lord had His hand it was you just He was had His hand on every part of this. And yes, you know, the, the way that you've developed is so much you can see Him doing exactly that so just as you said you're going to paint like alfredo rodriguez not as x y or z or not like anybody else and when you look out there in the the broad art market your work is extremely distinctive and you're given us a lot of reasons why and boy that's the lord just moving and you know that you have him speaking through you in that unique way that can only alfredo rodriguez could do Oh, thank you for saying that, you know, but, you know, I feel, I feel his hand when I'm mm-hmm. painting. I feel his presence. That never, that never left me. Um, and God knew that I was going to ac- uh, accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior mm-hmm. someday. And that he had plans for me. So ever since they ca- I came from Los Angeles, I knew that God had plans for me. And oh. uh, I came to a town where I... I bought my first house. I bought my, uh, I met my wife. I gave me my my three daughters. I found my church. And more importantly, I met the Lord. 
Yeah. And that was, and that was uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Well, you know, what great hope that everything you just said, you really encapsulated something there. Uh, the Lord, even before, you know, we are really aware he's always trying to draw him to himself and that there's people yes. that can hear that from you and they can have certainty. They may feel like they're a million miles away from God. But the Holy Spirit is moving to do just what he did in your life, in their life yes. as well. Yes. That is just so uh, impactful there. Uh, that's a fantastic part of your story, Alfredo. Now, Cheryl, I have a question. I have two questions for you. First of all, okay. what were the things that attracted you to Alfredo? He's given us such a great a picture of, of everything that happened and you guys meeting in that. So what are some of the things that attracted you to Alfredo that kind of made everything connect? And that, you know, he brought up, there's a couple of things involved in all of this that what was it like? How did, the, what were some of the things that really had to shift when you became the wife of an artist and the challenges that come with that? Well, um, I think what was most attractive to me about Alfredo, number one, was his uh, kindness. He was, mm. was a very kind and caring person, a gentle person, and um, not like some American men that I've met. Some American men sometimes are more brusque and self-oriented. Um, Maybe it's just the ones I met. I, I mean, there's nice Americans too, but he was very kind and very uh, caring about mm. me and people in general. And he was also a very generous person. We had a lot of fun when we were dating. He loved to go out to eat. He loved to go to theater. He loved to go to movies. And life was very enjoyable. And I thought this is really a fun person to be with someone who I can really, we, we really will have a good time. And he is a very fun person. He is not um, rigid. He's very spontaneous or can be spontaneous. His work takes up so much time. So his spontaneity is limited by how much he has to work, mm -hmm. but is very flexible and loves to have fun. So he also was good with our children. So those were probably the qualities, character qualities that I was most attracted to. As far as shift, the, the probably the first thing that hit me was definitely the finances. I was not used to being in a family where the monthly bills just didn't get paid on time always. Mm. And that how it was, we had to wait for painting to sell and then we'd have a big chunk of money. Um, and it's always been different that way. Other people can save for things in the future little by little. For us, it's better to pay something all at once because our money comes, it comes in differently than the average income earner. So that was a big deal. Um, also, um, I had to, um, I think anyone that is married to an artist and then has a family, if 
you don't have children, that would be different. But with children, you, someone has to commit to the raising of the children and the running of the home. And um, an artist spends so much time working on his art. At least that's the way it was with Alfredo. So I uh, really put aside my any of my personal interests and things. The only thing I did was do music through the church. I did. The, I was on the worship team. Um, everything in my life was centered around my family, my home, and my and the business. So I didn't have a job outside. I didn't a career. Nothing like that. There wouldn't have been time for that. Mm-hmm. It required me full time taking care of the life of the family so that he could. But uh, let me paint. let me uh, let me mention also the fact that uh, Cheryl is also um, an accountant or she graduated in economics. And so she does the bookkeeping of my family. Oh. And, and uh, she, she has helped me tremendously because, you know, I am I'm, I'm a, I'm an artist. I mean, what do I know about businesses? And um, and and she and she was just uh, she's a little more she's better organized and um, and with the knowledge she has about bookkeeping, you know, that really help us in to um, to have our uh, our books mm. uh, right, you know. And um, I first I didn't even know what being in the red means uh, or being in. The- <laughs> What do I mean? The red. <laughs> I Why understand. Why not purple? Why? Yeah. What's that all about? <laughs> you know, I can so relate to that because uh, Wendy is the same thing with us. She is the one that has all. She's the brains of the outfit, and you know, she <laughs> she handles all that stuff because I got nothing, you know. And when, well, she, when we got married, the same kind of thing took place. Uh, where she had brought in these skills that, man, I just didn't have any of it. So I love hearing that story. And, you know, I see that, and I just, it's just like, boy, the Lord, you talk about just complimenting one another. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's, yeah. that's I'm also more, was always more self-disciplined than Alfredo. So if something had to get done, I put it on a schedule, a calendar, and it, you know, boom, 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 it's going to happen. And then, so he's out there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's been hard for him. He never, he doesn't easily function on a schedule. Where me, I've always been more scheduled. Oh, yeah. So that was I, I helpful. Get, with I get things done, but. Eventually. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I get I, I have my, my deadlines. I meet my deadlines for the shows. And, or, yes, on, his time, work. All this stuff. But the thing is that I just don't follow a very rigid schedule, you know, like a like a soldier, you know. You get up at four o'clock in the morning and uh, right and work, you know. Sometimes I I get up at three, sometimes at six, sometimes at seven, sometimes like uh, today I got up at ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That is yeah. just—it's great though because you know you can see how. You, you have that freedom to do that, but you guys just really are able, you're, you work so well together. You know, all of this that you're talking about, this idea, the way you work together is such a blessing. 
uh, to hear and so that others can be encouraged as well, because having a supportive spouse, whichever is the is the artist or sometimes both are in different ways. And Cheryl, I didn't realize you had you know, your music background. I didn't realize about uh, your knowing four languages, you know, good grief, all that stuff. Um, you've got a lot going on there artistically as well. And being able to see those components come together in you guys, where you both have such, you're different, but complementary things is just fantastic. Well, and people have asked us many times, we've been married for 41 years, and people ask, oh my goodness, how, 41 years, that's a long time, how does that happen? And I, I really believe that a lot of it is that give and take. Mm. Um, you have to work, if you marry someone, you have to work yourself, yourselves into each other's life so that you do complement each other. You can't be individuals with selfish goals and desires and make the marriage work. So both have to sacrifice some things for the whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really how it has work of course god in our marriage too let's not forget that but um definitely it's that mutual giving and taking that that makes it work both for the whole not for your own individual interests and desires yeah you know that is such an important point cheryl to hear uh because that is the idea you know it's interesting genesis chapter three uh, when we talk about um, when the woman comes alongside the man, uh, I heard a, a, a PhD in uh, in Hebrew, and she came up with this gal had a great term, and it says that the woman would be the man's helper. She mm-hmm. translates that Hebrew term ally. Ally, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And she yeah. said there's a, there's more to that term than just a helper, but an ally. Right. And ally. You know, when you think about that. That yes. your wife is your ally. She's looking out for your best. Everything yeah. you just said, Cheryl, has really, and Alfredo, the way you've been talking about how Cheryl has come into this uh, and been such a, a truly an ally all the way through, I thought that translation was so ap- apropos to exactly yes. what you guys have been talking about. Yes. That is so true. And also, I think the ally is someone that is a, a protector in a way, and when a man has a job that has to be done for the welfare of the family, he does need someone that is fending off the interruptions and it's hard in life. Life is so busy, but I did try to take on as many responsibilities as I could so that he didn't have to, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as, you know, uh, Repairs on the house, children's homework, uh, parties, getting ready for parties and holidays and all of those things. I I couldn't do it all myself, of course, but I tried to do as much as possible so that he didn't have to do. Yeah, she she helps me a lot. And I mean a lot. Uh, In fact, she works more than I do. Um, uh, I can work for, you know, 14, 16 hours a day. She works 24 hours a day. Yes, the thing is that, um, in fact, in my even in my paintings, some of the best titles for my paintings was her idea. I did a painting, uh, for instance, 
of a whole bunch of uh, little girls, Navajo girls coming downhill, very, very colorful uh, piece that I did. I couldn't come up with a name. She says, how about Girls Glee Club? Oh. And, I, and th that painting sold because of the title. They're all running and laughing and smiling and having a good time, all yeah. running towards the viewer. Right. And there's another painting of, um, uh, of a mountain man gathering together, just telling all kinds of uh, uh, jokes and lies and stuff. And they were laughing and stuff. And Cheryl came up with the name of the Liars Club. Oh. And, um, and things of that nature. Um, and I could go on and on uh, with names. So not only in my bookkeeping and taking care of our finances, but also in, in, uh, in my paintings, she has helped me. And also, you know, she's the most honest person that, uh, that I can go to when I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of, paint, of uh, working on a piece. She comes over and I ask for her opinion. I always have to ask her. So what do you think? There's something bothers me here, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing this same piece and I don't know what it is. So it's okay. I think this the, the right eye is bigger than the left one, or something, or the mouth was crooked, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's it's always some honest opinion, and that helps. That helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? And also, uh, she's an excellent traveler. It's an excellent traveler. Um, uh, she sometimes she suffers from depression. She suffers from fatigue, uh, chronic fatigue, and, and things mm -hmm. of that nature. Mm -hmm. And um, she still, you know, it's a pleasure just traveling with her, you know, because um, she's, a, she's a wonderful companion. Well, those things weren't so much present until after our oldest daughter died. And I know that you um, wanted to ask us at some point about challenges yes. in our life. And um, that probably uh was the greatest challenge after learning to live with financial insecurity <laughs> yeah sure the um issue of dealing with a child's death was i would say probably for alfredo too was the the biggest yeah challenge of our lives yeah wow well this is where we've got to leave it until the next episode Alfredo and Cheryl are going to share with us the depth of the tragedy they faced and how the Lord carried them through it. Oh boy, you won't want to miss it. And disciples, thank you for listening to the podcast. Now don't forget to share, or if you can, give a review or a rating on your favorite platform. What that does is that helps other people find the podcast on that particular platform platform. Now, you can keep in touch with me on Instagram or on Gab at The Creator's Calling. The music on the podcast is by Chris Matson. You can follow him at Chris Matson Worship at both Instagram and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And please, join me next time as together we follow Jesus and listen for The Creator's Calling. Bye for now. <laughs>